let me guess. You are stuck. You are getting ways to get your life together once and for all. So today I'll be telling you just that. First, I have to state that life can be tough, really rough sometimes. Can feel like you're struggling to catch your breath. People let you down. Plans get derailed. Dreams can crack under the stress and chaos of it all. Doesn't mean that you have to remain a victim of circumstance or let your life pass you by. You can seize the initiative, find your peace and happiness, and go after what you want. Let's talk about how to get your life together once and for all. One, do talk, but stop complaining excessively. Here's the thing that people aren't going to tell you. Listening to someone incessantly complain about their life or position is draining, mostly a waste of time. Actually, harms you in the long run. People generally strive for a middle ground. They politely nod and says, "That's too bad," as their friend complains about their situation for the twentieth time. Nothing of value gets accomplished. Does that mean you shouldn't talk about your problems at all? No. Do be clear about why you are taking talking in the first place. Are you just talking to talk? Are you trying to process the emotions associated with the problem you're having? You're looking for solutions. There are lots of messages in self-improvement and mental health space telling you to talk about what you feel. Yet this is not always good advice. In psychology, rumination is when a person keeps going over in negative things in their life over and over and over again, which causes them to spiral deeper into their problems. Ruminating on your problems can worsen depression, anxiety, and cause additional stress. That's really all that complaining without constructive purposes. By all means, vent if you need to vent, but do remember that the people around you have their own problems to deal with too. Make sure you're there for them in turn, or you'll find that they disappear. That is an unfortunate, unpleasant lesson to learn the hard way. Two, live your life proactively instead of reactively. Do you procrastinate? Plenty of people do. You put off until tomorrow what we can't get accomplished today. The problem with procrastination is that it gives you the opportunity to forget to do things important, or it lets them pile up until a molehill of a problem turns into a mountain. Then you're left scrambling to try to make things come together, while dealing with the additional problems your inaction created. Choosing to do nothing just means the decision will be made for you, and whatever external forces are pushing you. What should you do instead? Live proactively. Get the things accomplished that you need to do as soon as possible, so you clear them from your mind. Move on to more important things. A simple productivity hack that you can use right now is the five-minute rule. If it can be done under five minutes, just do the thing right then. It will be out of your way forever. Simple, right? Don't wait until the last minute. If you do that, life will force you down paths that you don't want to be on. Be proactive. Get done what you need to get done as soon as you can get it done. Three, get organized. Organization is an essential part of a success. Why is organization so important? Well, if you want to build anything of substance and quality, it's going to take time and direction. Organization is important for planning and then executing on that plan. Let's say you wanted to construct the building. You don't want your electricians showing up to install the lights before the crew has uh, poured the foundation, right? Organization also ties in with a living. A proactive life. It's through organization and prioritization 
They can plan what needs to get done and when. If it's not something that needs handling immediately, maybe it's something you need to deal with next week. Maybe you have a deadline a month away. Maybe you need to make those reservations three months from now. Find a method of organization that works for you. Whether it's keeping things meticulously neat or embracing the chaos because you know that you left the bills that need to be paid on the pile because that's where you always put the bills. Don't need to live in a state of clinical cleanliness to reap the benefits of organization. 4. Set short, mid, and long-term goals. The ability to set goals can guide you to where you want to be in your life. There are many types of goals in life, but they can all be broken down into three categories. Long-term goals provide the destination that you're traveling to. Mid-term goals help you gauge progress, make sense of the clusters of short-term goals that have already knocked out. Short-term goals, individual footsteps that carry you on your journey to accomplishing things uh, and long-term success. Goal setting doesn't need to be a complicated process. All you need to do is pick one long-term goal and then reverse engineer how you accomplish that goal. The internet is great for doing that research because you can learn from people who already accomplished the same thing. Where can you start? What do you need to do to get to that goal? What are the potential pitfalls of pursuing that goal? What kind of resources and knowledge do you need to accomplish that goal? Where can you find those resources and knowledge? Some people like to break their goals down into chunks of time. What do I want my life to look like in six months? A year? Five years? Ten years? How can I accomplish that goal within that time frame? 5. Cut toxic people out of your life. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. The saying is pointing out uh, how much of an influence the people we surround ourselves with have on our lives. It goes deeper than that. Difficult to maintain a positive mental attitude and stay focused on your goals if you surround yourself with bitter, cynical people. It's difficult to make progress if the people you surround yourself with are constantly belating you or your efforts. That doesn't mean that you need to cut ties with everyone that disagrees with you. The word toxic is thrown around far too casually, particularly at people who might be saying something that needs to be said but isn't what you want to hear. Genuinely toxic person is someone who is doing harm to your well-being. That can be a calculated effort, but more often than not. It's a person who is drowning hard in their own problems or dysfunctions to such an extent that it's damaging the people around them. It's important to be kind and sometimes understanding. It's also important to have good boundaries in your relationships to ensure that toxic people can screw up your life and happiness. 6. Take better care of your physical health. Most people could stand to take better care of their physical health. A healthy diet, adequate sleep, regular exercise can provide monumental benefits to one's sense of well-being, mental and emotional health. After all, how hard it is to feel good about life and about oneself if you're constantly feeling run down and lethargic. Contrary to popular belief, one doesn't need to live a super expensive and natural lifestyle to get some of these benefits. Small steps such as limiting sugar and caffeine can improve your overall energy levels, help you sleep at night, bring your body into a healthier place. There are a number of processed foods that are just loaded with refined sugars that have a cumulative negative effect on your body. Make time in your day for some exercise, even a 20-minute walk a few times a week, 
provides a number of benefits with your internal chemical production, heart health, and brain health. Exercise also helps improve one's quality of sleep, which filters down into a positive benefit for physical and mental health. 7. Do more things that are in tune with your passions. People need some form of passion in their life, and the best way to get some form of passion in their life, and the best way to get some of that passion is to tune into what really gets your fires roaring and do more of those things. Yes, it's important to be able to provide for yourself and live your life. There exists within each of us an artist of some kind, yearning for some creativity, emotional, and mental stimulation, and to create. Maybe you can find fulfillment at your job or in your work, or maybe you can't. If you're not sure where to find it, simply ask. What do you love doing? Do you do any of it? Do you do enough of it? Do you look forward to it? If you're not doing it, why aren't you doing it anymore? Was someone unkind to you about something you feel passionately about? Well, time to start ignoring that toxicity and embrace your passion. Create the thing, play the sport, read the book, do more of whatever it is that stokes your fires. It is so very important to your mental and emotional health to, uh, you know, balance your work with some adequate play. Otherwise, you just wind up burning yourself out and having more difficulty when it's actually time to get more work done. If you're not passionate about anything, and if you can't remember what you're passionate about, pick anything that interests you and try it for a while. Number eight, work to examine, better understand and accept who you are. That's a big one, isn't it? Understanding oneself, let alone accepting oneself, is often a long journey of unwinding difficult thoughts, feelings, and ideas about oneself. The journey of self-love and acceptance is an all-important one. Being able to wake up in the morning and love who you are, what you bring to the table, live your life in your own authenticity is a powerful thing that can help guide you to where you want to be. This ties into the discovering your passions with and unlocking the greatest you that may very well be buried under the cruelness of other people or indifference of the world. That's why you need to take the time to get to know yourself. You need to carefully peel back the layers of those things to find out who you really are, why you are that person you are. Life is rough. Life is not always fair. A lot of bad things happen to people that don't deserve it, and those experiences will leave their mark. But those negative life experiences are not who you are as a person. They are a part of you. A part of you that you need to be able to understand and accept, but they are not who you are. You need to find your true self. This is the end of my episode, and I hope you guys had a great listen. If you do, hit the follow, subscribe, uh, whatever that button's called. And yeah, I hope you guys liked it, and I'll see you guys next time. Goodbye.